0: Hi everyone, welcome to The Twenties Project, a podcast where we as HEC Paris students gather people in their 20s and talk about their life stories.
1: Hey, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Christina. Get ready to discover career growth, self-development, and the adventures of studying abroad. Tarek, thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank, thank you. you. for having um, me. It was a very fun story where we kind of reconnected after knowing each other for two months in HEC. So I was like doing cardio in the gym and then we were like, oh Tarek, long time no see. We're doing this project, the podcast with Christina. Do you want to come? And he was like, yeah, sharing his story and his entrepreneurial spirit. And I was like, oh my God, your story has to be on our <laughs> podcast, Tarek. So that's how we got you here. Exactly. And we're so happy to have you. Definitely,
2: definitely. I'm so happy to be here. And like she was mentioning from my end, like we were in the gym. Yeah. I have a small problem in which I speak a lot in the gym. It, for me, it's some sort of That's a social a outing. <laughs> it's like a social outing because I work, for, work work. out for the first 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then usually there's like 20 minutes where I should be doing like abs or legs or something that yeah. I'm not really interested in. And I just turn around and I start speaking and That's socializing. Great. So it's, it's no, the way um, it's been. Yeah, so we were like
1: uh, riding the bicycle and we were across next to each other and he was like, Telling me his story. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Tell us the same story <laughs> again, again on, the, on our podcast. Exactly,
2: exactly. So we had like the podcast yeah. on the bicycles that's of the gym. perfect. <laughs> but
0: yes, so for basically the people like me and, and our you know our audience that who don't is, really yes. know you very well, yes. exactly. can you just quickly introduce yourself? Like just basically of where course. you come from, what you've done in the past, and perhaps why you want it, I mean, why you accepted to join us today.
2: Definitely, definitely. So my name is Tarek Musa, and I'm Lebanese. I'm 24 years old. Uh, I've been living in, Mal- in Lebanon my whole life and this is the first time I live abroad uh, I've worked before after graduating in 2020 I worked for two and a half years almost or maybe something within that range in the media sector in which I was a digital media planner and mm-hmm. strategist and then I decided to come to uh, HEC to pursue my master's degree uh, And f- and why I decided to come on the podcast it's because first of all I think that this is gonna be a very interesting thing whether it's for me or for you and From my end also, I believe that it's very nice to share experiences Mm -hmm. where I speak about myself and I get to know about you guys as well. So I think this is very interesting.
1: Okay. So I knew you have like a very different childhood. Like you have a special characteristic in your childhood, which shapes you in now who you are. Can you share more about what what shapes you, what was the path?
2: Yes, yes. First of all, I'm a huge believer of the fact that we are all born as a blank slate and experiences and personal, let's say, uh things you do in your life, add on to the person you become as you move on with life. So I don't think you ever complete every time you just work on yourself to become a better person. Okay. And uh, when I was young, I wouldn't say I was the uh, most angelic child.
0: Nor <laughs> <laughs> really. Nor, nor <laughs> have a student.
2: <laughs> so, but my, my main goal was always to make the best out of the day I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I would always go to school hoping that I would enjoy the day. I wouldn't say that's the most ideal student, but I would say that it shaped me in becoming who I am today, whether it's the fact it's how I am with people, how I deal with people, how I speak with people. And I think this all comes down to the fact that when you're very active in school and you try to be as sociable as possible and you try to enjoy the day and you realize that at a young age that when you enjoy something, it turns out to be very important, which I'm sure we're going to discuss later on today, on different aspects in life. It's very important that if you enjoy school and realize that School, which is a concept which not many children like, and you realize that I like going to school mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I go there and I have fun. I think this plants some sort of a seed in your mind to help you always make sure that enjoy what you're doing and enjoy where you are at so that it helps you make sure that when you have fun, it's not a burden anymore, no matter what it is, whether it's work or, 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 or school or university or etc. You know, It's but all the same.
0: That's actually super uncommon because as you said, a lot of children don't like going to school, yeah. they don't exactly. enjoy it as much as you're saying you were enjoying it. Does this come from perhaps like your parents, your education, or was it something that you felt within yourself? Like, oh, I really want to enjoy the process and I want to learn a lot. And uh,
2: Good question. I think it's a bit, uh, a bit, not much of a parents because my parents, like when they were in school, both of them were straight A students. Okay? Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say I'm the same. No pressure, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, my, my dad, my mom were, all, were both first of the class, at the top of the class. And the, like, let's say the joke that our family was had is that I'm also the, First in my class, but from the bottom. So, and this is official. So I was ranked twenty-two out of twenty-two. Although my grades weren't very bad, but my class was very smart. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and and this came at the, at the at the last year where grades were not used for university. So I knew what I had to sacrifice, and I realized that. As long as I pass this year, and I know that this year is not going to come back, so mm-hmm. it's your last year, it's your senior year at school, you want to enjoy it, you want to make memories with friends that you you hopefully will keep for the rest of your life because you've lived 15 years with these yeah. friends, unlike university where you live 3 or 4 years with your friends. So I wanted to make that year count, and hopefully, and uh, I mean, thankfully I did. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, if you ask me, 2017 was my best year ever. Wow. So uh, uh, yeah, the, the sacrifice, it was it was worth it. <laughs> well,
1: then you said you started doing media. Yes. Why do you want to do it marketing?
2: Okay, it's sort of a funny story in which I never knew that this is where I wanted to be. And I think it's the same for everyone, you know, like everyone who's, in, who's ever uh, worked or between the listeners or who's searching for a job. I mean... I think I can assure you that if you don't know you don't know what you want to do now, mm-hmm. I think this is something that's very normal because people realize what they want to do within the process. So we have some people who are saying I want finance, I study finance, I I want to work 100% in finance and once they start with the finance they realize this is not what they wanted to do no matter how sure they were and the vice versa is completely correct. So some people say I can't deal with numbers, I don't want this, I don't want that and then they start working and then they realize that mm-hmm. no actually this is what I like. I like working with numbers. I like Crunching Excel sheets more than doing per presentations, or like there's different types of people and different interests. So, what happened from my end is that I wanted to work in a, a more sales related job, mm-hmm. and I was applying for jobs for that. But I, I mean, like nowadays, it's a bit difficult to find jobs because bare jobs require high levels of experience, yes. and you know how it is. So, they would exp- require you to have some sort of experience in the field, even though you're a fresh graduate, and some sort of we all want always to hit at the top at the best companies so you always go for the best companies for a job where th- which requires experience and you do not want to settle for a normal company which no. can give you this experience that would send you up and i think this is part of the process so what i did was i was j- actively looking for jobs and my friend was working uh, it was covid year 2020 and jobs were you know it was a market freeze mm-hmm. and my friend was working at a company of the media that i started at first and she was like, let me submit your CV. And I wasn't interested at all. I don't want to work in media. It's, it's not what I am. It's not who, 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 I, who I want to be later on, or no, nor what I want to work in. I did decision-making in, in university. And what happened is that she just kept nagging, like, please let me submit. And then I told her, fine, just take the CV. I thought that I wouldn't want to care, but I just do it yeah. to get her off my back, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and then when I did the interview, uh, the interview went, went really well. And the, the job description, let's say was something very interesting to me because at the moment i was a freelancer at the let's say community manager community manager is when you handle a social media page for any for a company so i was being a community manager and i didn't really like it it wasn't much me and i wasn't doing very well because it's i didn't have the passion for what i was doing and i felt like this was some sort of a new page for me to start something and explore something especially after i liked the description and then i started and when i started and i did i felt like i was doing really well and I liked what I was doing and I I was able to find the decision-making process within what I was doing and the fact was it was a bit of uh, like it had marketing it had finance it had decision making it had planning it had communicating so it was what's nice about this industry is that it's some sort of uh, intermediary for everything you know what you do is that you're responsible for digital campaigns for the clients so the client comes to you with a budget and what you need to do is you have to decide who to target in the audience on what platforms whether it's okay. meta snapchat uh, TikTok, youtube or all of them or what mixture and you decide who is getting targeted at uh, what time and when to start this when to stop this when to pause this how to optimize what's your bidding strategy because there's a bidding strategy that goes on within advertisements on the back end mm-hmm. and you have to decide the perfect optimal amount that you bid for a for a, for like a thousand spots yeah. and you want to make sure that your bid is not too low so that people outbid you, but not too high so that you're just throwing money away. So it was a combination of having everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And as I progressed through the campaign, I realized this is something I really like, you know, like this is something I want to keep working in. And uh, and this is where I am right now. So it's something that was not planned, but you find your passion within.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I, f- I, I don't know how you feel, but when you find what, you think it's truly for you, I feel like I, I would feel so lucky. Exactly. It's especially now there's so much that we could explore that we could do. And whatever you find, I've, I, I remember, like I have a, a great friend of mine. He always knew he wanted to become a doctor and he knew it since like he was like 13 or 14, oh. he knew he wanted to become a doctor. And yeah. I, I always was super impressed. Same thing. So I have a twin sister Okay. and my twin sister wants to become a professional singer. And so music has always been her biggest passion and that's what she went for. And I was so jealous of her because I personally have many different interests but she exactly she knew. She knew it. And yeah. it was either that or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm so genuinely impressed and jealous. you know. No,
1: yeah. Like how 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 did you know like this is your your passion and
2: I feel like it's part of like I was telling you I didn't know, I didn't know it at first. It's not mm-hmm. like uh, your sister or your friend in which when they were young they knew what they wanted mm-hmm. to do. When I was young, I was part of those children that say <laughs> astronaut or football player like things that we're never gonna become, you know, but you just live the childhood. Yeah. and I felt like I gained my passion after living it, mm-hmm. which is why. Uh, whoever is listening and I want to assure them that if they don't know what they want to do that's completely normal because we have the luxury of time as 20 to 27 28 year olds Mm -hmm. to actually test out the waters and I'm not saying a a 6 or 7 year test out like if you start a job at let's say 25 or 26 and for one year you don't like it you can always change you have 40 to 50 years ahead of you You know, so it's not the end of the world if you start something and it's actually something good because when you know what you don't like this will send you to the path of knowing what you do like. Mm-hmm. You know, at least if you don't know where you are, not liking something will, will, will just set you on the path towards finding out or figuring out what you like. So this is what happened to me. I, I, jo- I joined the company just because I liked the job description in an interview, which might or might have not been some sort of a bluff, you know, like not everything is as it seems. But for some reason, I felt like this is something I want to test out. This is something that I can find good. And I liked it because being be able to and have discussions with clients. I got the client side experience, the client communications. Being able to do Excel, I like working on Excel. B- working a bit on, pre- yeah, yeah. <laughs> working a bit on presentation, PowerPoint. Not my favorite thing to do, but this is where I like. Where I realize where I don't like yeah. to do it, because in mm-hmm. university, would say, yeah, yeah university would say, I want to do a PowerPoint. I want to do a project mm-hmm. rather than an exam. So you go out of university thinking I love working on PowerPoint, and then when it comes to work, and you have to do a fifty or sixty deck slide. Then Excel. you realize, no, give me an Excel. Yeah. <laughs> I want to work on an yeah. Excel. <laughs> so it's
1: always after the process, right? Exactly. Like, you always know more during the process. Yes. And then yeah. reflecting back to whatever you've had before. Like exactly. you will sort out the, the things that you probably wouldn't be that much interested, in, but then at the same time you'll also know more about like what do I want in the future exactly. perhaps and
0: then collect all the elements mm-hmm. and then puzzle out all like a, exactly. another big picture of what you want in the future, right? exactly and I feel like it's now as you said the perfect time to test everything out I my parents have also some friends they're now like 50 or 60 and they're now I mean when they were 50 they were changing career path completely mm. going from let's say purchasing to coaching okay and it's I mean not it's 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 great that they do that and they notice it but then you're like if they would have probably been invited to dive deeper into other interests and would have I mean, would have it have been helpful at the time exactly. for them to then, you know, choose a career path that would be more aligned with who they are and like making them more happy? Mm-hmm. You never know, but you it's know. it's great that you, and I think that's something that I really liked when I checked your your profile LinkedIn <laughs> before the podcast, <laughs> is I saw that you went through so many different industries exactly. and different like journeys. Mm-hmm. And so now you know what you want, but you know what you want thanks to those experiences. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So I also want to point out something that it's very impo- important for someone to actually brace the experience, whether they like mm-hmm. it or not, and realize that it's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's not the destination. it never is because when you become a person, <laughs> thank
0: God. <laughs> yes, because when
2: you become a person that you really like yeah. what you're doing, and this is what I'm, I'm speaking about only two years. I'm sure people who have done it for twenty years can mm-hmm. even mount me in terms of saying they do it, but I- they, they can even further elaborate on what I'm saying. But from my end of only two years, I can tell you that I didn't care about the paycheck. I mean, mm-hmm. it was fun always to have these jokes around the office. When are we getting paid? Why is it the salary <laughs> yeah, down? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just some office <laughs> joke. But at the end of the day, it's, it was more than that. It was the fact that I'm not work, working in something I don't like. Mm-hmm. I wake up I'm serious that maybe we can dive into it a bit later but in Lebanon like we passed through four or five years that were very difficult in which of the economic crisis the explosion of August 4th 2020 so many different things led to Lebanon making all of our age people to flee like many people our age have left the country and they just went to reside where they find jobs outside or like I'm doing finding a master's degree so the thing is that when I was in Lebanon all my friends were not there so A weekend, yes, yes, it was relaxing, but it wasn't as fun as it would be like before. So I'm serious when I say Monday to Thursday to me were nicer than Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would actually enjoy the middle of the week and all of my friends know this. I would enjoy the middle of the week more than I would enjoy the weekend because for me, the weekend, yes, it's relaxing. But then what? You relax once for three days and then the next three days and the next next three days. But then what? For three years. I mean, I would have friends. I would definitely go out. I'm not going to stay three days at home, but it wasn't the same not having all of your friends you know so for my end it was no i like the days where i have something to do i have a purpose i wake up i have work and work stops at six i never stopped at six Mm -hmm. i never ever stopped at six because to me this was something i like i felt this responsibility to make sure that everything i'm responsible for gets completed and i had the luxury of time because i didn't have things better to do so Mm -hmm. except go to the gym which i like to do late at night because to me it's some sort of that just let things out and just enjoy it and my friends and my gym friends that I will go at night have it as a social outing which is why I have the habit I discussed yeah. at the beginning so it's been three years where I go to the gym and then I have a discussion at the last 20-30 minutes I don't think I'm gonna stop now <laughs> No, it's perfect. so yeah this is it you know for for me I felt like I find comfort in my work and I love working and very oddly, but I like when things get bad at work because that's when you test yourself, that's when you know your strength, that's when you learn. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, of course we all go through days at work where it's just repetitive. And yes. mm-hmm. the, uh, come these days, you won't enjoy them. Even if some people, I know people who are getting paid much better than m- most of the people who get paid. And they do nothing mm-hmm. they don't like it at all but they're not
0: challenged and yeah. yes
2: they feel like and then what all right i'm getting a good paycheck yeah. but what am i doing mm-hmm. all right i wake up in the morning they said they, they they send mm-hmm. me a powerpoint deck they tell me just go do some research every single time and then what well, the mm-hmm. paycheck doesn't matter anymore even if i'm getting doubled it i mean then what so this yeah. is it
1: so you just mentioned like uh, a very interesting thing you're mentioning a lot internally like you're filling your uh your interest, but also like do you see yourself also doing something impactful for the external like for society for the environment in terms of what you have been doing in marketing or like was it more like you feel like you're fulfilled because you found what's happy when you what, what, what do you feel happy when you're doing
2: yeah I like the question uh, honestly I don't think uh, me doing something for the external is the reason it's not because I don't like it's just because I don't think I did anything to external yet mm-hmm. so I uh, what 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 fulfills me is the fact that to a certain extent i realized that i'm a very ambitious person something that even though i did not fully know at at when i was young i had some 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 you know let's say insights that this is the my the type of person i am because i'm very energetic i'm talkative i i'm an extrovert i like meeting people i always like to be around people so this gives you some sort of personality that if you, uh, if you combine it with the fact that you always want better and you, you combine the fact that you always want better, you always want the best version of yourself with the fact that you have the energy, you have the, 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 the I'm daring, you know, like you don't mind just barging in, you don't mind putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. I feel like this is something I worked my, on myself. It was It wasn't when I was young, it wasn't the way. But the fact is I took how I was some sort of a devilish child at school and tweaked it in a way to use the, the skill not the skills I'm not going to call them skills it takes to, to use fireworks in class but <laughs> the character the character is that's called <laughs> <laughs> the character of you always wanting to enjoy the moment you always wanting to make the best out of the moment and yeah. make adding ambition to it mm-hmm. I think this is an amazing combination which is which is what I think I'm doing best today. If you ask me, what what are you proud of yourself? I'm not gonna tell you I'm the best around. I tell you that I'm satisfied with what I am, mm-hmm. and I definitely want more. So I'm always pushing for more. I always want to become better. I'm never gonna be the best version of myself because whenever I become better than what I was, my expectations get higher, mm-hmm. and this is and uh, this is an infinite loop. I think I'm gonna follow. I'm
0: also quite similar in, in the sense that you always want better, and yes. you wanna look at you know yeah. what's next for you and everything. Do you feel like you are? not fully in the present, you know, and then you're perhaps missing some things or less appreciative of what's currently happening because you're always on the lookout for the next biggest thing?
2: I love this question. (laughs) I really love it (laughs) because I was in a very similar discussion with my friend the other day on my phone, on the phone. But uh, but because I try, I have this in mind, and I always Mm -hmm. try to stay in the present. This is something that I did not have before. Mm -hmm. I'm not even before. I'm not saying when I was young. I'm saying like only one or two years back. So this is something, part of the reasons why I chose to come to, to the master's degree, because when I was at the university doing my bachelor's, I always had something going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it, there was one semester where uh, I worked an internship uh, with Zomato. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. it. It's a food delivery company like the Deliveroo. Okay. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday would be at Zomato, and Tuesday, Thursday would be at the university. I'd have classes, whereas no one else was doing something like that. Mm-hmm. So and, th- and then another semester I was working at the bank, and then summers I would also like my first summer I don't I'm still young no one would take me so I would just work in a summer camp because I want to enjoy you know I want to have something to do and just have some pocket money so that whenever I spend some money I don't feel like it's not mine so I can get whatever I want uh, go out wherever you want without, ha- without someone asking where yeah. or why by someone I mean my parents anyway
1: thanks dad thanks <laughs> mom <laughs> exactly
2: so so we, you become <laughs> this person who's building his own financial independence. Yeah. And this is mm-hmm. part of, this is, I think, part of who built the character I am today. When, a life, when you get a taste of financial independence, mm. you don't want to go back. Because mm. not having someone ask okay. you yeah. questions, where is this money? Where did you spend? Why did you get this? Why did you buy a new phone, No one, no one can ask you anymore. So yeah. tasting this life, you'd never settle for less. No. And, and the th- reason is that I did not enjoy my university experience a lot. Of course, I enjoyed it, but not as much as others did and that's because i always was looking for building the best cv a best resume Mm -hmm. the best possible profile for getting the jobs that Mm -hmm. i didn't even apply to by the way Mm -hmm. so i wanted i I entered university wanting to work in finance and i ended up switching the concentration to decision science uh, based on one course Mm -hmm. because i like the fact that i don't want to be crunching formulas and stuff like that i want to work on something that i get to make a decision because i like to be a leader i like to be a manager which is of the entrepreneurial mindset you we're, we're going to discuss later on mm-hmm. and this is something i realized not until i reached university and not even i finished first year because it's generic like HECS mim second year is where we become specialized yeah. mm-hmm. and i took this one course because within this uh, general courses we're going to take as a very similar course next semester the operations and supply chain mm-hmm. it's exactly what i took there and i realized this is something i like because it combines a bit of numbers not too much with the fact that you get something to work on work choose the best outcome and they're a bit more real-life scenario rather than theoretical uh, uh, formulas and i feel like this suits me best and when i realized that i did not enjoy university that much and i started working because i really like work this was my last chance coming here uh, to enjoy a university experience why
1: would you say
3: last
2: chance because for me i wouldn't i'm not a huge 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 fan of keep getting education because mm-hmm. i believe in practicality a, a practical experience and and work on on field experience like more hands, on. hands on a bit yeah. more than getting degrees and diplomas for me that's mm-hmm. what i believe and uh, and for me i don't expect i'm going to do another degree other than this one mm-hmm. and i didn't even expect i'm going to do this one so i don't know if it's <laughs> strange but from my end i'm not really interested in in going diving back into studies because yeah. i like to be in the working field and right now it's been 3 months mm-hmm. and i tell you i miss working yeah. so i have two more years ahead but uh, I am, what I'm enjoying is I'm living every single day. And I'm sure anyone you can ask here mm-hmm. ca- can, yes, can, yes. can tell you that, yes, yeah. I am enjoying every single day. Because every day I remind myself, right, you're a student for, let's keep it in this way, one last time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we might as well make the best out of it. So I'm back to 2017, me and school, mm-hmm. but less of a devilish child.
0: <laughs> ah. um, you know, and Jackie, and, and I can also, you know, sense it right now. You have a sort of entrepreneurial spirit within you. Yes um how how did you perhaps discover this entrepreneurial spirit that you have and do you wanna is is it a path that you would like to explore later on
2: definitely definitely so the reason i was able to find out this is something i like is after i started working you realize that you wish things can go a bit slightly differently Mm -hmm. in a way you want to work you Mm -hmm. want it it to work but you cannot because working within a company is always within a structured framework Which is very normal because if you ask me this is the this is where you gain the experience you cannot be left out on the field and try to wing it of course it can work but from my end i think like what's nice about working in a company is that you gain experience in a way that it teaches you how to think it teaches you what you you could have done differently in your mind so Mm -hmm. that you apply it later on and uh, realizing that whenever you get promoted you get a bit more of decision making and you get a bigger say in what happens and you enjoying the fact that Mm -hmm getting this larger responsibility is something good and you want to be able to make decisions and you are you would take responsibility like if they're wrong you do not mind saying yes decision was wrong because this and that and that because if you ask me everything's solvable every problem has a solution but you just need to make sure that you you, like you do not make it very bad you know like Mm -hmm. you do not send the company bankrupt and everything other than that i'm sure every every problem can find a solution and me realizing that i wish i had a in every position I wish I had slightly higher decision-making power just so that I would do this differently or I can have this my way because sometimes my Mm -hmm. manager and I would see differently Mm -hmm. and definitely it's most of the time their way that would would go you know so which is normal this is not like if I was a manager I really doubt that I would listen to an intern or, or or executive of course I would listen to what they have to say but I don't think they would be taking decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and and even when I'm a manager, I don't think I'm going to be taking the director decision. So Mm -hmm. it's part of the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but you realizing that you wish you had a bit more decision-making process power in the process because you Mm -hmm. want to make an impact, gives you this entrepreneurial mindset. And later on, I want to be the one who takes all the decisions. Mm -hmm. So it started there Mm -hmm. and it builds upon that you want to be in a company where you are 100% responsible for everything that happens 100% success it's your success 100% failure it's your failure you know like this is something that we do not find if you're working within a company or a firm where, like your 100% would contribute to three or four percent for a firm which is normal but for me i feel like down the line after gaining the experience i want at 40 or 50 years old i feel like i'm not gonna always be in a corporation i want to later on open something myself and you know at the end of the day we only live once Mm -hmm. so i want to live both lives i want to try the the employee life, and i also want to try the entrepreneurial life
3: so you
1: do mention a lot about like responsibilities and challenges and what would be some potential challenges you would foresee as an entrepreneur
2: definitely definitely coming up with the idea of Mm -hmm. at first uh, having some uh, this money-making idea Mm -hmm. it's always the hardest Uh, it's also the first step definitely Mm -hmm. it's always the first step that's the hardest whether it's uh, studying for an exam or, uh, or, or, or for applying for jobs or, or doing your first interview or everything whichever you do it's always the first step that's the most difficult and, and then you get it rolling so if you're trying to be uh, opening something yourself or trying to be an entrepreneur and you want to open something first coming with that idea I mean that's that's part yeah. of the problem and then actually knowing where to start because let me tell you for example Christina or Jackie I give you an idea where do you start mm-hmm. I mean this is part of the problem but I, did, but I do believe this is also part of the journey because if you have a roadmap to everything and you know how the, what the outcome is, then there's no interest no, in no, pursuing, yeah. you know? Absolutely.
1: I think it's the, also the challenge yeah. along the way exactly. that, that also brings the fulfillment. Exactly. That you're
0: learning, you're like conquering different challenges. Exactly. That's also something fun, right? And yeah. you're discovering so much about yourself along the way. As exactly. you said, Like it's not about the end goal, it's about this the journey. journey. I, I really love that. And I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. in everything that we do. Exactly. Um, Do you do you have someone who really inspired you in that sense, like inspired you to
1: become an entrepreneur? Uh,
2: like I would like me becoming me wanting to become an entrepreneur. I think it's uh, it's more of a personal choice. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would definitely give credit to my grandfather and my father, Mm -hmm. who both have this mindset. So uh, I think that me, like spending my life side by side with them. Mm It, like this effect wears off especially if you have the potential to absorb these characteristics like uh, my, my my brother for example I don't think he's the same in this in this matter I'm not sure but I don't think he has this ambition to to open something for himself completely you know like you because this comes with a, a lot of work and a lot of responsibility which I which I want and I like yeah. and, I, and I know it has a problem it can lead to a problem in which it might not work out but I'm willing to throw myself and try it out and I don't and I don't think that you can say that not even 50% of the population would say that you know and this is why I think this is something a bit rare and if you look at all the entrepreneurs or all the successful people who have who have uh, who discuss about their journeys none of them told you that it was an easy path No. so Everyone who wants to do this knows it's not easy. Mm -hmm. So you knowing it's not easy and still wanting to pursue it is, for me, is enough, you know. Mm -hmm. You knowing it's not going to be a walk in the park. But yes, I still do want to uh, go through the bad, the the all-nighters, the bad decisions, meeting new people which you don't know, Mm -hmm. getting rejected over and over and over again for investors or or for people you want to work with you or or not finding the right person for, for a certain job or or you overlooking a certain operation within the system and and not liking how it is. So you have to actually go back and change the entire system. So it comes with a lot of hard work and problems. So unless you really know that these are the risks and you're still willing to take it, I don't think anyone would really care. So that's why whoever is interested in this type of, let's say, uh, mindset Mm. is something that they should definitely pursue because it's not everyone Mm who has
0: it. Absolutely. And so we were, um, I mean, you mentioned, you know, a lot of different uh, work experiences and like this big and strong entrepreneurial spirit that you have. So now I think we're both quite curious as to why you decided to do a master's degree yeah. and not continue working and continue like getting all of these, you know, hands-on experiences. Yeah. Is there a specific reason why now?
2: Yes, I think it is. It's part of what I was discussing a bit earlier of I want to live the experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now and like mid-20s mm-hmm. is... Possibly part of the latest years you can to enjoy it as a student, mm-hmm. because later on, whether we're pursuing as an MBA or something, it's it's you adding to your profile, like I was doing back at uh, my bachelors. But it was not me adding, let's say, a life experience for yourself. So I want I wanted to be here at HEC because it gives you the campus life, it gives you the dorm life of living on campus. I didn't have that back at home because the university was close to my house, so I don't I didn't need to. So. I wanted to live something because I believe that everyone needs to, at least once, live, th- live there on their own outside and just to experience something. I felt like doing it as a student, I wanted it to do it when I was young. I wanted to leave for a bachelor's, but my parents decided that, you know, it's better if you stay at Lebanon, in Lebanon. But now, of course, when you're older, you can take these decisions early, easier. I felt like now is the perfect time for me to go take a small break and just enjoy it, go make it, like we're talking about the number one business school in Europe and the number one Masters in Management worldwide, so this is a very important opportunity for me to combine the advantages of the, cer- of the certificate, as well as the fact that HEC offers this campus and the student life that we have, in which we can be part of an association, like for in, in my university we had that, but I didn't join any association, not one. Because I was focusing on, for example, like I was telling you, doing internships, doing side jobs, doing this, doing that, summer jobs. But I never was part of an association. So here I am, you know. And oh, I'm which Unch- one? The Lebanese one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys
1: were distributing. Yeah, food. you were selling that Yeah, the secret Christmas. Santa. Yeah, yeah exactly. Such a cute idea. Exactly.
2: So I'm trying to be as 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 present in these things as possible because mm-hmm. I want to make things the everyday count, as mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And and up to now it's been working, so I'm really enjoying my life here in France, my time in HEC, and nice. I'm very happy about that because I'm able to live this.
1: In the previous uh, episode, we meet me and Christina, we, all, we both mentioned that we didn't go straight directly to master's after our bachelor. We decided to do a couple years of work and then join master. Um, do you think your experience would be a bit different if you started master right after bachelor?
2: Definitely, because once you, bes- like, it's, it's a rule of life. Mm-hmm. When you lose something, then you realize that you want it, whether it's something <laughs> or someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that's when I, <laughs> I realized when you stop being a student, because mm-hmm. you're always a student at school and then yeah. at university it's directly comp- Uh, like it's the same and at university you say I miss the school days and I I like university but you miss the school days Mm -hmm. and then when you start working you say I miss university days I didn't live it if only I can have one more chance and then when you get this chance Mm -hmm. you're going to give it 110% you're not going to give it anything less than 100% Mm -hmm. so if you directly came from bachelors to masters I believe at least in my character I would have not enjoyed it as much because to me it was me continuing being yeah. a student. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't have had this pause for me to miss being a student so that when I'm back to being a student, I actually live it. Same. I would have just, yeah. it's, it would have been just another two years of bachelor's.
0: And I feel like otherwise you don't really know what you're working for. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. like you're here, we're all here, we worked previously, so we know what we are aiming for. But if you've never had work experience and it's really difficult, and even like when you're applying for internships or yeah. summer internships, yeah. even yeah. now currently, um, people don't really know exactly how to position themselves mm-hmm. what's the market like how competitive the industry exactly. is mm-hmm. but with that background you can really approach the masters totally differently exactly
2: exactly and if you ask me I would have definitely went for a master's in management if I didn't work because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think it's I, I'm really interested in the business field I don't think I would go for any other field for my end uh, I feel like business suits me as a character and as a person and like I feel like it was a habit and it's something like I really like. I'm always interested in knowing the up-to-date and being up, always uh, like, let's say, knowing what's happening in the field or industry at the moment. But at the same time, uh, it's the best possible generic, uh, let's say, certificate or degree, because I don't want to study in something very specific. Mm -hmm, Uh, I always like to keep my options as wide as possible, Mm -hmm. because the wider the options you keep, the more likely that you can land something, because the the pool is a bit bigger. You know, like I'm sure if you do a specialized master's, you can find a job that's a bit outside yeah. this specialization. But at the end of the day, you're gonna be looking at this specialization only, and you, it, it's very possible that you might hit a roadblock. Of mm-hmm. course, everything will be solved with time, but the the larger the pool of options is. The more likely you do, you avoid this roadblock, and this is mm-hmm. what I like about mm-hmm. having a general degree, especially the master's in management.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked a lot about, you know, like student life, and yeah. how this is also something that you wanted to experience. But do you also feel like this, ma- this specific master that you're enrolled in, the master in management, so currently in M1, do you feel like it also is going to bring you something different when it comes to your career growth in general, or like aside from just like student life and experiencing it, you know, before before working?
2: I would say the M2 next year, which I haven't, we don't know yet, but I would say it's, it would contribute much more because Mm -hmm. to me, the M1 is a generic, you know, like most of the courses we're taking are very broad and uh, they're, uh, they're the electives and the broad courses and most of which I've already taken because I did that business bachelors and Mm -hmm. the business bachelors is the exact same way. So the first year, like I mentioned, is generic and then you get a specialization. Mm -hmm. So it's always the specialization that a bit contributes more to building your knowledge because the generic courses are always... Theoretical based, where you just can forget about them. Like if now I ask you about courses we took in B one, I'm sure you're not gonna be able to no. tell me the, fi- the financial economics formulas because we forgot them the second day. Let's like, not yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. this not exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is this is gonna be applied to most of the courses yeah, we take no. now. You know, because they're not practical; they're not on field. Yeah. But if I ask you about the marketing, for example, I would say that you would know a bit more because what we did was we, we presented a video. Mm-hmm. So us presenting a video gave us some sort of practical skills mm-hmm. and working on making producing a video, which is something you might or might not use later on. You know, so this is why I like the second years or the specialization years more because they dial it down a bit on the exams mm-hmm. and they try to push for more on-field experience uh, presentations that are not just PowerPoint slides, but mm-hmm. actually having had discussion with, like for example, OB. We had a, we had an interview. You remember, like we had an interview with people, and these are things I think we'll remember later on. Mm-hmm. And the academy period, for example, I would I would definitely go for something where you can try to benefit, yeah. like rather than have just theoretical knowledge. Because to mm-hmm. me, like theoretical knowledge, first of all, the internet has it all. Mm-hmm. And we all work with it. I don't think any job in the world says you're not allowed. No, no job in the world has respondents. Yeah. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so <laughs> no job's going to lock out Google. Yeah. So you have all the answers you'll always want. I think it's always better mm-hmm. to build skills. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the courses I like. I like the courses that build skills and not just add some knowledge.
1: And did you encounter any doubt? coming to AGC or while applying to AGC, like should you start at this point of life? Should you maybe wait for a bit in one or two years and then apply to another MBA?
2: Of course I mean like uh, it's, it's not very easy to stop to quit yeah. that job and go back to being a student especially when I tell you that I'm not a huge fan of mm-hmm. being studying. a student of studying yeah. and stuff like that I'd much rather be working but uh, it wasn't that hard of a decision because like I mentioned it's some sort of the package experience so mm-hmm. If i didn't for my, my in my mind like if i didn't live this childish life as a student now at 24 25 it's hard for me to do that 29 or 30 mm-hmm. be having this this inner child that one final time he wants to be out you know one yeah. final time mm-hmm. give me this one year because and m2 i, I think that that's perfect for m1 i don't think m2 it's gonna be as fun as m1 because m1 it's always us who's in the events and the bows and, and stuff like that and i feel like m2 are a bit more you know, just relax and more focused because they've come back from their uh, gap year or, or they've already had experience and for them, they, will, they live the first year mm-hmm. as, as wild as possible and this is what I plan on doing as well. So I don't plan on M2 being the same as M1, which is why for me it's one final year and mm-hmm. just why I chose a two-year program mm-hmm. so that you have this one year yeah. where you can just enjoy it one last time because I really do appreciate life experiences and the second year where you can just dial it down and just work on yourself because it's more mm-hmm. project focused. Yeah and add these skills that you will be able to use as a competitive advantage against other applicants to the same job.
0: And so in terms of your experience, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we also come from different countries and has, like, have you experienced anything funny, you know, while well, being here at HEC or in France? You know, any, perhaps one of the biggest cultural shock you might have?
2: I mean, Lebanon is part is, is like, a bit of a French country as well. And Lebanon and France have good relationships. So it, it wasn't very much far away from what I would expect. Uh, so I don't have a lot and like from my end we also uh, my university had a campus so mm-hmm. me I'm a bit used to the campus life I didn't live on campus, but at least okay. we had a campus so uh, Some students would say that it's the first time we're on a campus because our universities were a building But mm-hmm. I'm, I had a campus and the, the bachelor's so not much of a cultural shock uh, Maybe the language of it, you know, I'm still trying to learn French oh, uh, really? Yes. You're not one of the... This is a... <laughs> <French> already, <laughs> uh, like, we're 50 Lebanese. I think only three or four don't speak French fluently. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm one of these three or four.
3: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we're,
2: because uh, in Lebanon, there's either American schools or French schools. Mm-hmm. And I went to an American school. So Fr- so, so American is the first language. Uh, I mean, English, sorry. Mm-hmm. And French is the third language, whereas in French schools, it's it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. So that's why French is like some sort of... Uh, I've heard it I know what it is mm-hmm. uh, Some there are always some French words that are within Lebanese sentences mm-hmm. but I don't know how to speak it mm-hmm. but I am learning from the courses and from just being here I mean like it's it's something that I'm I'm working on.
0: And how difficult is it learning French? <laughs> I mean, it's very, a, difficult. <laughs> very difficult. Yeah, I can tell you. Very I difficult. can imagine. I can definitely imagine. They were saying like French is one of the hardest language to learn, no?
2: Because it's uh, there's many many grammatical rules yeah, that exactly. you need like, to know and the pronunciation. And the pronunciation right? Yes, like. You at when you were learning it at a young age, I you, feel like you just get the hang of it from yeah. the exactly. word of mouth. And it's yeah. automatic. Automatic. You just exact. Now we're too old. <laughs> <or two. laughs> Don't say <laughs> that. Don't say that. It's <laughs> hard for us to change it's it now.
1: <laughs> no, but then in terms of like encounters with people, mm-hmm. have you ever like had some different experience from what you've had back in Lebanon when you like interact with people from different parts of the world?
2: honestly no from my end, I feel like this is this is actually very interesting it's on the contrary so I like the way that I'm like we interact with different people because different people react in a different way yeah. and this is where you shape yourself to become able to dealing with different types of people you know whether different nationalities or different personality types because these are all needed when you're in the business world and you're dealing with clients or you're dealing with potential if you're have your own company potential clients or if you're working then the clients you're working for so you're always going to be encountered with people who are not comp- 100% compatible with you. And it is very essential that people start building the, the, the compatibility with people and learning how to shape yourself in a way to, uh, to be able to have a conversation and to absorb different types of people. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is something I worked a lot on myself and I realized the results of that when I start working, when, where I can handle different types of people, different situations of anger, because you realize that both being angry or both being the very similar type of people, it's not gonna work a lot. You know, like you always have to shape yourself in a way to to make the situation between you and other people compatible. And this is a skill that I really think that everyone should work on because it's not something you're born with. It's something you work yourself on, work on yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do recommend that everyone works on this because it's very essential. Mm-hmm
1: so in the long term you, we've talked about like you've worked in work marketing now you have like a long term aspiration perhaps to start your own business um, do you have like a dream what do you want to fulfill
2: I mean this is a bit of a difficult question because it's very vague mm-hmm. you know like there's not a very there's not one answer that I can that, uh, that's on the top mm-hmm. of my ma- mind where I can just throw it out because to me it's part of the person I'm trying to be right now of living the moment so mm-hmm. there's always going to be a goal you want to reach but these small goals that you set you know from year to year or day to day or just week week month to month no matter how much these small goals that as long as you're just putting one step forward I mean for me that's that's the like me and Christina were saying it's the journey it's not it's not the destination mm-hmm. so having a goal is it can be as vague as yes I want to have this car or I want to have this job or how much but how can you say what job you want to have if you don't know how you're gonna reach it? Yeah. Or how can you say how, which car you want to have if you don't know what job you're gonna have, which I was just discussing, if you don't know how you're gonna reach it? So <laughs> if you ask me, it's always try to find flaws in you because no one's perfect, and work on these flaws and fix them and try to be a better version of yourself. Be ambitious, That never settle for average. Mm-hmm. You know, never settle for what you have. Always be appreciative of what you have. This is very important. Mm-hmm. Realize that what you're doing is good. If you're doing good, but always ask for more.
0: I have a bit of a personal question. Yes. Um. So you're you're super ambitious and you expect a lot from yourself. Yes. Does this have an impact on the relationships that you can have with other people? Like, do you also expect a lot from other people?
2: Uh, no, honestly, no. no? I don't just res- ex- like from my end. I'm a huge believer in understanding everything. Like, mm-hmm. this is a very big, beh- vague concept, but let me give you a small examples for. For example, if. Uh, something as silly or something as small as if you're playing soccer right and and you're you're with someone on the team and you're both attacking and they decide to shoot rather than to pass to you like all of us would say why mm. and then when you start acquiring the concept in your mind of everyone does what they think is best mm-hmm. at the moment yeah. no one like no one's no one has the ball and says i want to do a bad job their goal is i want to score they're assessed it at the moment that shooting is the best option of getting the score the, the, the goal and and that's the decision they took and. This can be multiplied into a, a hugely larger scale in which no matter the decisions that people take or the expectations that you have of people, they're trying to do their best. So you cannot expect that if their best does not satisfy your expectations, then they did not do a good job because to them, their goal wasn't to, do, to not do well. Yes. You know? So this is very important for, for everyone to know that it's, it's always very essential that other people you're working with or other people you're dealing with to realize that they're trying to do their best job, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes you would have some sort of expectations of people very close to you, because you can see them not right, not on the right path, and you try to let's say advise them to, to, to go right or to to walk into, into what you would think is the right direction. But at the end of the day, even if they do not, I mean, who am I to make it <laughs> to to but say how this you, How wrong?
1: would you motivate them? Like let's mm-hmm. say if you have you have a team in the future, you're you're, an, you're a leader. How do you motivate people who are less motivated and who are like
2: deviated from the team? Uh, f- I feel like this is something that you would take on a case-by-case case basis, not even on a team-by-team, team, but person-by-person. Person. So I feel like once you're able to read the situation and actually find out what's the possible reason why someone is not motivated, then that's where you start making a plan for yourself, where to get this person motivated, I need to do this, this or that, you know? Like, uh, and this is, this is very essential, For it's very important that to have motivated people around you because I feel like it's uh, you hang out with people who, uh, who might uh, have leave an effect on you. So if you hang out with people who are, like, let's say, very demotivated, it's very hard for you to be motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's very hard for you if you're going with a group of five or six friends and always, you're always, you guys are always together and, and one person is motivated and five or six are not, then this person is never gonna be motivated because yeah. whenever he's motivated, they're just gonna shoot him down. Yeah. And I feel like this is the reason why my friends, like, which I was lucky to have. The circle that I had was always as motivated as I am, if mm-hmm. not even more, because I'm not the most motivated person along, around, and I'm not the smartest person around. So I, 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 love this quote that says, "Never be the smartest person in the room," mm-hmm. or, or, the, and this applies to everything, because you always have things to learn from others. And if you're, the, if you're the best in the room, like most motivated in the room or the smartest in the room, then, then what are you gonna do? You're just gonna bloat in front of others. That's, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not, th- that's not the, the goal. The goal is becoming even better. So. You would have to act with people or sit with people who are even better than you, so that they rub off these habits they have on you.
0: It's super funny because that's actually the exact sentence I wrote in my cover letter when I applied uh, to (laughs) HGC. (laughs) I was like, I wanna, uh, I wanna, you know, join HGC because I I truly believe that if you're, if you're the cleverest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. In the wrong definitely. That's exactly it. That's definitely.
1: That's not but then touching is. on this, like, would you have like a last tip for people who might want to join ATC mm-hmm. in the future? What would be uh, an application tip or uh, an advice for people?
2: Uh, I would definitely make, the. I would definitely keep it genuine. Because okay. uh, mm-hmm. I feel like every person is genuinely interesting. Mm-hmm. But you just have to show this. So if you're trying to be someone you're not and you don't know how, n- you do not know how to back it up, then your application as a whole is not going to be as convincing as you telling your actual story. And even better that when you say like for example if you try to cre- you create a persona and you sell yourself out as some sort of person and you do get accepted then you're always gonna have this doubt is did they accept me because i deserve to be here or because yes. of this person that i created and yeah. sent out of the application a person who i'm not yeah. got in and then you're gonna have even bigger like let's say uh, thoughts on would have it, would have it better would, it, would have it been better mm. if. I actually put my genuine self and rejected and realized that maybe this place is not for me rather than knowing is this person that I created much better than I am yeah. so am I not enough to be this person I created because yeah, this is worse vicious cycle, Exactly because right? this yeah. is an entire cycle in which every time you know that you created a person who is better than you yeah. and this better person got something you might have not gotten if you did not create them whereas you knowing that you're keeping it real and not getting inside I mean at least you did your best you did what it needed and maybe it's it, mm-hmm. it's not the best place for you it's part of the journey.
0: Yeah, that was probably also the best uh, application advice I received. Yeah. The person told me be genuine. If it works, that means that it's good for you and yeah. you're really going to like your time there. If it doesn't work, that perhaps also means it's, it's, not, for it's you. not for you. And then there's something else that's exactly. going to be for you, yeah. but you just need to look a little deeper. A little deeper. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Okay. So,
1: Tarek, yes. it's time. It's time. <laughs> All right. All right. So we have this pile of cards All right. Um, we, so that we can get to know more about Perfect. you. you are going to receive qu- random questions. Okay. So just pick one. I don't have to read it out loud? That would be great. Okay. And then you'll have to answer it for us.
2: What is a dream you've let go of? Oh. Mm. I feel like um, when I graduated at first, my dream was to work in Dubai and this is when i was applying to dubai mm-hmm. and at the same time in parallel my friend she was when she was telling me please apply please apply mm-hmm. please apply with with us to to the to omnicom which i was working in and then i tried to go for omnicom just you know just fine all and right, do the interview and realizing that i liked what i did i just let go of moving on to dubai and i i, I stayed in lebanon for three like two and a half years or three mm-hmm. years because of that decision mm-hmm. so my dream was definitely to graduate from uh, from AUB, which I did my bachelor's in, and go to, off to Dubai, but I uh, but then I did not pursue it, and even after Lebanon, I came here in France, and I'm liking Europe, so I would even stay in Europe, mm-hmm. or maybe just go back. Maybe then I can go back to Dubai. I don't know. I don't know what what three years mm-hmm. ahead waits for me, but uh, but yes, it was a dream for me to work in Dubai, and now for me it's 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 in the past. I can make it back, but I mean I don't regret it for me. It's very. Uh, this mm-hmm. is something I want to point out. Uh, I want to say it before like. It's very important for someone to take a decision and not regret it. Because you can never go back. Yeah. For, so you are getting a decision would put you in a state where you're always constantly blaming yourself and adding some burden on yourself for something that you cannot change. Yeah. That's nothing within your hands. Yes, you took this decision. It might have been the wrong one, but, mm-hmm. but then what? We can't change it. So you might as well learn from it and just move on because mm-hmm. this is very important. This is part of this thing that you're not on, on Earth forever. You're not in this life forever. So you can't waste time thinking about things you cannot change and that are in the past, the best thing you can do is learn from it and just move on. And yeah. this is very essential. Mm-hmm. It's very important.
0: Well, easier to say than, <laughs> than you that's to do, definitely. But, but true, that's but the that's, goal. Yeah, that's but goal. you
2: need to add, you have to incorporate this mindset because once you start trying to do it, and even though you're not doing it, you're convincing yourself to do it, mm-hmm. then you're on the right path because this is the first step I was talking about. So this is how I, this is what I'm doing right now. I would have all, even I would, when I was young, I would regret a text message. For example, if someone would send me a specific text message, I would reply with a specific way, all and right? Uh, and then, And then, and then, and then, and then <laughs> like, one, one year later, you'd say, uh, like, how, how? How? How was I this dumb to answer this question like this? Uh, and and uh, even on a larger scale, when I was young, like, how did I do this? Why did I decide to go, like, for example, to this party rather than stay at home and study? I had an exam. I did not, I didn't do well because I tried to go to a party. Why, why, why? And then I realized, you know what? Why don't I start in COVID? I, I can't change it, so. I would convince myself that it's okay did the decision, learn from it. My mind would always still be thinking, but mm-hmm. I convinced myself that mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. But with time, it actually worked. So this is why I would say, That's take perfect. this first step, mm-hmm. convince yourself. Cause it, we, and, and if you think it's not working, it's fine because it's not going to work at mm-hmm. first. But it will be incorporated in mindset when you realize that, yes, actually, it isn't as big as it seems. Another one or is it the only one?
0: It's the only That's one, it. yeah. Okay. But thank so. <laughs> you very much, Tara, thank, thank you, Christina. Today. Thank you for joining Same, same for me. Uh, and then we'll see each other soon for the next episode. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Can't wait. You. See Bye. you.
1: Bye-bye. We hope you liked this episode. Don't forget to follow and give us a rating on Apple
0: Podcasts or Spotify. Also, we always love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to DM us on our Instagram, The Twenties Project.